It's time now for the Access Health Radio COVID-19 Question and Answer Show. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be discussing questions that we have received recently about COVID-19 on Access Health Radio. Dr. Brian Forrest is a board-certified family physician. His office is in Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us this afternoon on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. A different format than usual today. We're going over a multitude of the most asked questions that Dr. Forrest has received recently about the coronavirus or COVID-19. Remember, you can submit your future questions for the show at accesshealthradio.com. Dr. Forrest, uh, time for uh, some questions. And of course, everybody's got questions these days about uh, COVID-19. It just continues to uh, make headlines. And our first question today is a good one. Who should actually get tested for COVID-19? Seems like the rules for who should get tested seem to be changing every week. There's a lot of confusion about it. Yes, I agree. There, um, there has been a lot of confusion. And I agree that the recommendations have been changing so fast it's really hard to know what to do. Uh, initially, we were only supposed to test people that were almost certain uh, to have COVID-19 and who were very, very sick, uh, like even potentially needing to go into the hospital. Then for a while, we were only testing people that had symptoms and also had negative flu tests. And now, after the la- last change, uh, they're recommending almost everybody is a candidate to get tested. And the reason for that is that some people are recommended to be tested even if they are not sick or have symptoms. Those would be people like uh, frontline responders. That includes medical personnel, uh, anyone that's at really high risk, like chronic diseases like diabetes, high blood pressure, asthma, and COPD. So in other words, because of those people's higher risk, they are qualified to get tested now. On the other hand, anybody now who has symptoms uh, consistent with uh, COVID-19 or any known exposures is also recommended to get tested. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Our next question, also related, of course, to COVID-19 and the testing, where should people go to get tested if they meet the criteria, Dr. Forrest? Well, this is a real issue. Um, First, let's talk about the different types of tests. Uh, Generally, there are tests that check only to see if you have infection right now. And those are the swab tests. And there are two types. The first is where a healthcare professional puts that swab into your nose and, and extends it all the way back into your throat. And that's called an oral pharyngeal swab. The second type of swab test is a really shallow swab where sometimes uh, they're actually having people swab themselves just inside their nostrils. And this is a slightly less sensitive test, so it might give false negatives. And more often, uh, where people actually might test negative but actually still have the disease. The real downside to these type tests, though, is that they take several days to come back. In some cases, you know, between five and 10 days. And that's time that you could be exposing other people or not getting treatment you need. The second type of tests are called the antibody tests, which uh, basically test for uh, antigens. Um, and those, uh, those are where samples like a drop of blood or somebody can actually draw your blood for this too, can be tested for the presence of antibodies to COVID-19. And these tests are actually measuring your own body's immune system response 
And they can give you an idea not only if you are infected and exposed, but also when you got infected and also when you might be recovered. The best part about these tests is that they are fast. You know, within 15 minutes, you have a presumptive positive or negative. And not only that, but it also gives you a general idea about where you are on the timeline of infection. Uh, or if you're at the beginning of your recovery. And we are finding that lots of employers are actually wanting to use these tests as a way to determine when to let an employee come back to work. Uh, our network of physicians, for example, is working with several national employers to help them get these tests done so that they can keep their businesses open. For example, if you knew that all of your employees were either had not been exposed yet or that if they had been exposed, they were now recovered, then you would be confident in having your business open. And it looks like we're probably going to start doing those tests uh, in our office starting June 24th. In terms of where to get tested, right now there's only a few locations that are testing in our area according to the DHHS website, and most of those are federally qualified health center clinics, um, hospitals, and then just a few private clinics. Some of the retail pharmacies are doing drive-through uh, swab tests, but usually those are the nasal-only tests, and they can have uh, false negatives and might show negative even if you had been exposed to COVID-19. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Appreciate that. Straight ahead, more questions that you, our listeners, have submitted for Dr. Forrest about COVID-19 here on Access Health Radio. This is Access Health Radio. It's heard at this time each Sunday afternoon on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. I'm Mike Davis, joined by board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest. And we're taking questions from the mailbag, as it were, today, Dr. Forrest, about COVID-19 or the coronavirus pandemic that we are all living under right now. It has changed our lives. It's changed everything. And so plenty of people with plenty of questions, and it seems like the answers change quite often. So I'm glad that we're taking this time to, uh, to answer some questions today. Dr. Forrest, our next question is about the spread of the disease. Some people are saying that they stayed home, they only went out to get groceries or maybe even just to have them delivered online, and yet somehow they still contracted COVID-19. So how's that possible? Well, first, let's be clear. This is a very contagious virus. Uh, there have been case reports even of people that were wearing full protective gear, wearing N95 masks, wearing face shields that have gotten this disease. Um, but you can also get it being very careful. Um, and I'm going to give you an example of a couple of cases of our own patients. Um, I had one patient who told me that, you know, he had not left his house. He had not even been to the grocery store. And he just could not figure out how in the world he got it. Well, we talked a little more and I asked him if anyone had come to his house and he said, well, you know, no strangers had come to his house, um, but he had uh, babysitted his four-year-old granddaughter. And well, guess what? You know, most children um, don't get very sick with this. Mm -hmm. So it makes them the perfect carriers. Um, so I'm sure, you know, his granddaughter wasn't coughing, didn't have a fever or anything else. Obviously, they wouldn't have carried the granddaughter over if she would had any symptoms. Um, but that's exactly what happened. So as careful as he had been, 
it only took that one person who had been outside of his house coming in uh, for him to get it. And last time I checked on him, he had a 103 degree fever. Um, you know, so you can get very, very sick, even if you're staying in your house, if you're exposed from other people coming in. I also had another patient who, again, said he had not left his house, um, but he had had his family over to visit. And he said, you know, his family came over, they visited for a couple hours. And I asked him if his family wore masks since they were indoors, they were inside his house. And he said, no. Well, guess what? He might as well have been going out into large crowds of people uh, because that is apparently how he got uh, COVID-19 was from having just friends and family. I think it was mostly family, but just having them over to visit in the same living room for a couple hours. Um, so it is very, very contagious. And there's lots of people who are like, oh, they just can't figure out how in the world they got exposed to it. And sometimes when people tell me these stories, to me, it's, it's very clear how they got it. Um, but you just really have to think about everyone as a potential carrier. Dr. Forrest, that uh, actually triggers a couple of questions in my mind. One, you mentioned how young people, children, uh, don't seem to present symptoms very often. Do we know why that is? It seems like with the flu, it certainly does, but not with COVID-19. Do we know why yet? Yeah, that's a great, uh, great question, Mike. I don't think we know for certain uh, what is protecting uh, younger people. Uh, you know, this is outside of that rare inflammatory condition that, that some kids have gotten after COVID-19 exposure. But it looks like for the most part, for the most part, not, not 100%, but most children do very well with this and don't get very sick. And, uh, you know, I've had my own hypothesis and, and guesses on what could be going on there. And one of those guesses I had was, hey, you know, who drinks more milk? And it turns out that, you know, children drink most, most milk. And what's in milk that possibly could have any impact at all? Uh, well, most milk is vitamin D fortified. Mm -hmm. And it turns out recently we just found out that vitamin D does look like uh, it plays a big role in this. Um, and that people who are vitamin D deficient, which is a large percentage of the adults in the country, are more susceptible to coronavirus. So, uh, you know, it could be something else. It could be something else in the milk. Uh, but we do think that the vitamin D may, may have some protective effect, uh, at least in terms of severity, for, uh, for sure. All right, great. Uh, final question. You referred to the N95 masks. What does that designation actually mean? So the N95 basically is meant to say that it's going to keep out 95% of particulates. And, you know, different masks have different, uh, you know, pore sizes mm -hmm. uh, so, that, so that smaller and larger things can get through them. There are also N99 masks uh, that let even only smaller particles in. Mm. Um, and so the thing is, most of the masks you see people wearing uh, on TV uh, the cloth masks, the ones that are homemade, those masks are helpful for protecting other people from you. Uh, you know, if you cough, if you sneeze, if you talk loud, uh, whatever, it makes it more likely you're keeping those germs to yourself inside that cloth mask. Uh, but those masks are not protective of you, meaning mm. that the pore sizes in the cloth mask and the surgical mask and the gaps around them are so big that if somebody had coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, was sitting across the table from you and they weren't wearing a mask, uh, your mask wouldn't help you. 
it would only help you not give something to them. Uh, they could spread uh, COVID-19 to you easily if they weren't wearing a mask and you weren't wearing something that sealed really well around your face like an N95. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. I appreciate that. That brings us to our Access Health Tip of the Week. And the tip of the week this week is uh, brought to you by We Care Pharmacy. And that is the tip of the week this week. Uh, this is sort of a local gym that we've discovered uh, in Wake County. And it was actually patients that brought it to my attention. I had a lot of patients who asked, hey, can you switch my prescriptions from XYZ Pharmacy on the corner uh, to this pharmacy called We Care? And so I started doing that and eventually I called them up and I, I told the pharmacist, hey, I'd like to talk to him and uh, met him. And uh, they're just great people. And the customer service is just really, really good. Um, they, you know, they price match generic drugs, so they're going to be low priced. They also will do local deliveries and things like that. Um, but one quick story I'll tell. Um, I actually had a patient of mine who's very elderly uh, who gets her prescriptions there and she uh, was having trouble at her house and she had like fallen and she actually called the pharmacy. She called We Care. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the pharmacist uh, said, well, guess what? I've got somebody else who's also a customer of ours who lives in your same building just down the hall. And the pharmacist at We Care actually called that other patient and said, hey, can you go down three doors and check on Mrs. So-and-so? Um, she, she needs some help. And he did. Uh, so think about that, a, a pharmacist who's really willing to even get involved at a community level, helping, mm. helping his clients out. So they're great people. They uh, do good work there. So uh, we're, we're pleased to know them. And uh, their number at We Care Pharmacy is 919-629-6010. That's cool. Good old-fashioned personal care and service. I like it. All right, straight ahead, more valuable information from Dr. Forrest. Also, uh, how to get in touch with him and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week coming up. We come to you every Sunday afternoon here on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with Access Health Radio. Board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest is our host. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, it's time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Yes, so our trivia of the week this week is obviously about a topic we've been covering, COVID-19. And I, I know that everyone keeps saying that COVID-19 testing uh, is happening everywhere and that lots of people have been tested. Um, and when you look at the number of positive cases and deaths, you would certainly hope so. But the CDC just recently reported that even though there have been over 100,000 confirmed deaths, only 3% of the U.S. population has been tested so far. So think about that. With almost 2 million confirmed cases and 100,000 confirmed deaths, we've only tested 3% of the population. Wow. So sounds like we have a long way to go. Is there anything, Dr. Forrest, that is protective for COVID-19, something that's proven to prevent it? Well, let me say first that there is nothing proven to prevent or cure this disease yet. Um, we, we mentioned before, there is some evidence that vitamin D um, and even some prescription medications for chronic diseases like high cholesterol might be helpful in severe disease. Uh, but don't let anyone sell you a supplement or a miracle cure for COVID-19. Um, however, if you do want to take some vitamin D3, 
at a level to make sure that you're not vitamin D deficient, that might be helpful. And if you're prescribed medicine for blood pressure or cholesterol, now is the time to make sure you don't miss any doses. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Uh, Next question. We keep hearing that we could have another wave, another surge of this this fall. When is this all going to be over? Well, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't think even a doctor, I don't think even Dr. Fauci has a crystal ball, but um, we do have history. And unfortunately, what history tells us is that the likelihood that this is going to come back in the fall uh, is really high. Um, there's also a high likelihood that uh, this next winter uh, is going to be worse than what we've experienced so far mm. um, because we're going to have, um, you know, a longer season this year. We didn't have flu season overlapping uh, all of COVID-19 this, this past year. And so this winter, we're going to have everything happening at once. Uh, so I'm anticipating that somewhere around, you know, October, November, um, it's going to get really bad again. That's, that's, that's my thought is that that's probably what will happen. Um, and then once we get a vaccine, that is when this will be over. So, you know, after we've got a vaccine and after it's been widely distributed, um, that will that will end this. Or, you know, once, you know, about 80 percent of the population has actually had this disease, that's also going to you know sort of bring it to a halt. Um, and the, the thing that we can't really hope for, because there's just no likelihood or no, no hint yet that it would happen. But there has been a history in the past of viruses uh, mutating and doing that in such a way that when they mutate, they're either less infectious or, you know, less harmful. And so there's a possibility this thing might all of a sudden mutate a little bit, uh, change its genetic structure just slightly, and all of a sudden it's kind of no big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think that's something we can count on. I think truly what's going to really, uh, given the timing of how everything's working out, I think once we start to get lots of people either who've been infected and recovered or uh, who've had the vaccine, that's when we're going to start to get back to things being normal. And we're not going to be having to talk about you know COVID-19 every week on, on our radio show. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if people want more information, how can they get in touch with you, Dr. Forrest? Well, if uh, they want to send questions like we've answered today, they can send an email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Also, after the show, if they want to listen to the show, they missed part of it or they want a family member or friend to hear it, they can go to WPTF.com or our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. We keep a log of all of the past shows there. And if they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, they can call 919-363-0190. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. Uh, That's all the time we have for this week. Our scripture this week is from 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show this week. And we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.